Welcome, Jax fans. Hello. Welcome back. We're Alex. We're a lot more alive than we were the last time we played Baylor. Um, yeah. Last time we were like dead. I went back and listened to part of that podcast actually a few weeks ago before I even knew that we were playing Baylor. Um, and I'd forgotten that we actually recorded the podcast right when we got home off the fan bus. It was like, we did, we did one or 2 AM and we were like, Hey, here we are. We're still like on our high. Um, that was, that was a great one, but I, I think so too. I think sometimes those are the best, that's the best time to record a podcast. Um, especially for like our specific topic, because I mean, you want to capture that high, you want to capture that just complete insanity, like, oh my God type moment. Yeah. And so I feel like if we would have waited any longer, like the excitement would have been gone from our voices. I mean, we still have been excited, but it wouldn't have been like, as like, yeah, bye! like kind of like, yeah, kind of thing. absolutely. Yeah. That was a great, that was a great trip. Like that was really fun. We had a good time. Obviously this, this time the Waco wasn't as splendiferous but uh that's okay that's okay we're not we're not upset about it nothing to there's no use crying over spilled milk here i mean it's fine yeah yeah not at all um so this game was literally announced the morning before um (laughs) for those of you who have whiplash from all of the stop and go that we have had so far um but yeah they literally announced it tuesday morning and we played last night um alex and i thought about going you know would have been awesome to have been there even though we did not win but um we just got a lot going on and that was very short notice i'm literally driving to nack this afternoon to drive to hamilton tomorrow for family christmas stuff and alex got stuff going on this weekend so it's just a lot there's just a lot there's a lot going on it's always there's a lot going on during the holidays but like I mean yeah totally wanted to go we could have gone we could have made it work but it was just like there was just no point to be fair um because we kind of knew how it was gonna go not saying that that would have stopped us but um because we've traveled to plenty of games that we knew was probably gonna be a big old dump a big old dump yeah um but yeah it was just hard to kind of wiggle things around and wiggle schedules around at that short of notice. And I think that's also kind of like an important thought going into this podcast and going into this whole post game thought is like, they did have literally less than like 24 hours almost like to prepare for this game, you know, and even coach Keller even mentioned it on that uh, Sikkim 360. I think it was radio. He was like, you know, that we played or we're going to play a Baylor team that is, light years light years better than the team we played last time in Baylor and better than Duke yeah better than the Duke uh, team we played last year for sure exactly yeah exactly so I feel like hearing that coming from him I was like oh okay we gonna have to definitely curb our expectations of this game yeah especially if you're like an you know a uh, diehard SFA basketball fan of course you remember when we you know upset Baylor few years back but if you don't remember a few years before that I mean Baylor whooped our ass so, so let's yeah talk about that a little bit more yeah so here's, here's history and background yeah. yeah here's some background so Baylor beat Illinois last week and that was a huge win because well for, I mean first of all they beat them by a lot they they beat them 82 to 69 um last week and literally I think my, uh no Tuesday night Illinois beat Duke 83 to 68 at home. So Baylor, yeah, Baylor beat Illinois by 20 points. Illinois beat Duke by 20 points at home. Um, So, I mean, Baylor's rolling this season. They're 3 and 0 already. Um, Well, yeah. Well, now 4 0. Yeah. (laughs) So that game last night, it was actually, it's kind of funny because last year Keller was the, conference coach of the year for the Southland and their coach was the conference coach of the year for the big 12. So reigning conference coaches of the year face off. Um, that's great. Yeah. Our history with Baylor specifically before last night, we had played them seven times and we'd won three times and lost four times. Um, like we talked about our last matchup, we won 59 to 58 by a layup on the buzzer from Shannon Bogues. 
Uh, we were there. It was a great, great road trip. It was, it really uh, was. the day before yeah. my birthday. So we were, we were coming back on the bus when it was officially my birthday because it was late. Yeah. Um, and we had a great time, and I think, like, the bus trip was great, and then the pregame was really fun at, I don't remember, it was, like, Salty, some kind of, like, something dog pub or bar. Yeah, the Salty Dog or something like that. Something like that. I don't really remember. It's in Waco, obviously, but I, I do not remember where it was at. But it was a great time. We had a great little, great, actually, actually, there was a big crowd there. We had a big crowd there um, with SFA, and we went to the game. And then, of course, you know, we all know what happened. We upset them by one point. Just, just crazy, crazy game, and... It just, it's just so funny to me that Jacqueline and I have been there for the major upsets the past, like, what, three or four years? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just cracking me up how we've just had that luck. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. The fact that we weren't there. Yeah. I'm going to be in trouble. Ah, no. uh, it's okay. Um, More me than you, because even uh, the year that we beat Law Tech on the road, I was there. Yeah, that's true. So, so maybe it's just like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Y'all need to just, like, clear us the spot on the bus as good luck Thanks, charms. That would be dangerous. <laughs> just saying. I, mean, I might, I might Jacqueline, give... You'd have Jacqueline over there, like, sitting next to, like, someone of the, like, younger kids and just giving them a pep talk. Uh, yeah. Just like, okay. They would from? get unsolicited pep talks from they me. They really would. And I'd be sitting in the back just like, so do we have a snack bag? On everything, like I'll give I'll give a pep talk on basketball, on life, on school. Like, what what do you need? What I'm I'm the life coach. Like, tell you're, me you're the you're the queen of pep talks. And then me, like the actual like you know my job is a college professor. I should be giving like school advice, but I'd be in the back of the bus, and like, so uh, where's the snack bag? Uh, do we have any drinks? <clears throat> We're here for the drinks and snacks. We got I'm here for the drinks and snacks. We got spoiled with the alumni fan we buses. Really have. We really have been. Um, so yeah, Jacqueline mentioned the last time we played them, we did win. And then of course the largest margin of victory was actually back in 2003. We beat them 79, 57. Like I do not remember that. I don't. Um, I I was in high school, so I really don't remember that. I mean, I was too, but I was, I was there. I mean, but you lived here. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like if anybody would remember that, you would. I, I didn't even know SFA was even a thing in 2003. So, I mean. Yeah. I don't I don't remember that one at all. And like like we said, the, uh, in 2015, we lost to them 97-55. And I, I drove down for that game. And it was, whew, it was bad. Yeah, I definitely remember that game. Yeah. And I forget why I didn't go. I, was, I don't remember. It might have been just because I was working and that was like finals week and I couldn't make it something crazy like that um but yeah so that was the first L of the season for us we lost 83 52 um that was 31 point differential in 2015 it was a 42 point differential so like growth (laughs) so if we're gonna lose at least we lost by less than in 2015 again that's growth (laughs) yeah it could have been worse Oh, 100%. 100%. We were really kind of sticking with them in that first half, you know, minus towards the end of that first half. But yeah. I, I, it could have been very much worse, 100%, for sure. Um, so the attendance there at the, uh, what is it, Feral Center? Mm-hmm. Is what it's called? Yeah. Feral Center was around 2,350. Not a bad crowd. That's pretty good for COVID times. That's not bad. Yeah. The starters were the same. Rati, Cam... David, David, and Calvin. And then I just, I pulled this quote as a total game recap. I mean, just literally, if you wanted to sum up the game, I saw this on Twitter by multiple people. Um, The perfect quote is just, their defense is suffocating. And I couldn't agree more. And I believe Jacqueline will echo that too. And we'll talk more about it. And when we talk about feats and grievances, but their defense was... I mean, we've always prided ourselves on good defense, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's almost like what we have held our hat on and like hung our hat on in the past few years. And their defense was just absolute lights out, suffocating. Like could, they did their homework when it came to the scouting report, especially when it came, we usually are on offense and like getting their defense was just nuts, nuts. I don't even know what else to say other than that. Like, it's just nuts. Yeah, it was. And I, I can't 
I mean, I don't know off the top of my head how long their current coach has been there, but um, I, f- I feel like for the past several years, Baylor has really kind of prided themselves on a very, like, scrappy, aggressive defense. So it's definitely part of their program, and they did it well. <laughs> they sure did. And I also think, like, also helps with some of the recruits that they've received in the past, like, couple seasons after we played them in 20, um, 2018. Just wow. Wow, wow, wow. All right, so Southland standings, not much has changed. We're still in second behind Abilene Christian, but no fear. Um, you know, we lost a game, but so did they. So really nothing has changed there. They're 5-1. We're 3-1. and one. Nichols still 2-3. and three. Along with Sam Houston, it's 2-3. and three. McNeese, 1-2. and two. Aiden Corpus Christi, 1-3, and three, along with UIW. Lamar, 1-4. and four. New Orleans, 1-4. and four. Uh, Southeastern Louisiana one and five, and that ends the winning. The rest are just a big old goose egg on, on the win column. Central Arkansas zero and three, HBU zero and four, and then still Northwestern State bringing out the bottom. <laughs> a big old goose egg and five. They're struggling. <laughs> yeah, They're struggling, they are. Yeah. And so ACU played Tech last night and actually they played did. them pretty close. They only lost by seven. Yeah, they did. That kind of reminds me when we played Tech in the tournament, how, you know, we were basically, you know, ahead and going to win that game up until the very bitter end, and we played them close the entire time. A game that we should have won. Yeah. Should have won in the first round of the NCAA tournament, in which, yes, Jacqueline and I were both there, surrounded by Tech fans. That was a... Yeah, that was interesting. That was a mess. Almost fought multiple times that game, but I restrained we wanted to, um, you know, I mean, we have the good lawyer on speed dial, but. We sure do. We sure do. But, I mean, Jacqueline may be small, but she's scrappy. I am. However, I will say this. As hard as I may act, like, I, your girl does not want to go to jail. Like, I really yeah. don't. I might talk some mad stuff about whooping somebody's ass, but. Same. <laughs> if you put me in the back of a squad car, I'm going to start crying and begging you to not take me. So that's what I, I remind myself to like bring myself to a point of inner peace to not beat someone up. Yeah, no, I feel the same exact way. Like I talk a lot of mad talk, but when it comes to walking the walk. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. If someone just like all of a sudden starts like coming at me and like try and like trying to punch me or like hit me. Okay, yeah, I'll fight back. Right. I'm not going to start it. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I'm not going to start it, but I'll sure as shit end it, mother. Yeah, we'll finish it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I've had enough training by my older brother to know that, you know, how to throw a punch or two. Like, I can figure, I I, I can hold my own, but. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to start it because I'm a good Christian woman, but (laughs) sure as shit going to end it. Oh. Um, all right, as much as we probably don't want to hear the stats again, yeah, because it was kind of ugly, but let's just go over them because, of course, we got to talk about it because Sean Kennedy is your stat section, bud. They are painful. So, you know, honestly, as bad as they are, I mean, I'll say this before we go any further, but really, I mean, the first half, we did not look bad, and considering how atrocious and abysmal our stats were, I was like, we aren't behind by that much, really. Um, that first half, yeah, exactly. So I will say that is one of one of the like silver linings you can look for in games like this is that I feel like even as pitifully as we did and like we can do better than that, it still wasn't as bad as it could have been. So that gives me, you know, hope for growth and development and really seeing what we need to work on. So anyhow, here's how like debilitating these numbers are. Oh my God. Uh, Our field goal percentage for the whole game was 40.9%. The first half, it was only 36. Oh, that's like one in three. Oh, terrible. Um, Our three point percentage for the whole entire game was 11%. The second half, it was zero. Yeah, we couldn't make anything. Zero. The first half, we took six three-pointers and made one. And the second half, we took three and made none. I mean... Again, this all goes back to that, their lights-out defense. Like, they held us to absolute nothing. Yeah. And we've talked about this before, too. And I I think they just... 
I think it is very, this is the one thing, one of the many things that we did correctly in the Duke game that helped us to win that was to not try to rely on the three, but it's the easiest thing to panic and do when you play a really good team like this is to think, yeah. well, we got to, we got to try to make it up. So let's, let's yeah. take some threes. And if we take them far enough out that nobody's up on us, then we can try to make it up that way. And obviously that did not work at all. Um, happened a few times times where they tried to do that and we had a few people taking some threes who should not have been and I think Alex and I both have different notes of different people on that so we'll get to that we're gonna call you we're gonna call you out um free throw percentage also abysmal overall it was 55.6 percent but the first half we were at an even third 33.33 percent a third on free throws they could not they could not make free throws to save their life. I mean, if it was beyond, if it was between life and death, and someone had to make a free throw in order for in order for someone to not like that person would be dead. Yeah. <laughs> the pressure, the pressure was on, and they could not hit anything. Like, I love you guys. I really do. Like, I love my jacks. Like, so does Jacqueline. But it, that's just so frustrating because it's a free throw again. Like, we've got over this, man. <laughs> I know, and the thing is, like I've said, it's it's just so in your head, and I think they, they let it get them psyched out because, I mean, with shooting threes or sh- whatever, you know, you can you can have you can be a great shooter and have a bad shooting day because there's a lot of different factors going into that, like what kind of defense are they playing, how close are they playing you, are our players able to set you screens, are you coming off the screen wrong, do you catch it like. Do you come off the screen and catch it on the wrong foot that you normally, like, step in with, depending on if you're right or left-handed and what side you're on? Like, there's so many different things. But a free throw is the same effing thing every time. Like, it's the same thing. You're the same distance away. You can set up the same way. You can put your hands on the ball the same way. You can do the same, like, ritual every single time. And so there's no... It's not even funny. There's no, like, outside thing going into it besides whatever you're putting in your mind. So... Yeah. Like, and you can't say that the noise was a factor. Yeah, not even close. There really wasn't anybody there. Not even close. I think... You know? I mean, come on. I think they were doing, like... I think they were doing, like, max of 20% or something, I think is what they said. I can't remember. But, I mean, like, yeah, whether or not that 2,000 was a legit, like, close number. I mean, again, like, that place holds way more, like, no... We've been there when it was pumping and packed. Like, yeah, it can be deafening. Just like Cameron Indoor can be deafening. But, like, come on. Again, like Jacqueline said, it's the same thing every time. You don't have anybody guarding you. You don't have anybody blocking you. It's just you and the hoop. You the ball and the hoop. Yeah. It's it's all mental. Like, I got to – we got to do some, like, mental, mental, like, strengthening training or something with these guys. Like – I agree. How to block out shit in their head not only block out on the court but block out in the brain yeah we teach some <laughs> teach some master classes on all all uh types of blocking out um yeah you can do that like the court stuff and i can do the mental stuff yeah it was bad um it was bad Boy, bad okay. bad uh points in the paint we had 34 that's not, not bad. it's not against terrible baylor. it's not terrible against baylor however like knowing that that's that's where we have the best success of scoring I mean, the majority of our points should be from there. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I guess they kind of were because we didn't score that much. But. Uh, I mean, to be fair, I mean, what was, what? I mean, 52. 52, so yeah. Literally over half of our points yeah. were in the paint. Yeah. But I think a good, like, 75% of our points should probably be from the paint. Or a good 75% of our field goals. Maybe not free, you know, I'm not counting free throws in that because we should just get any free throws we have. But anyway, also the more you take it in the paint and stop trying to shoot the three, it's the more opportunity for fouls and to take free throws. Anyway. Exactly. You know, it's not rocket science, but sometimes it is. Um, Points off of turnovers, we only had 10, which, I mean, they didn't really turn the ball over that terribly so i'm not really surprised they 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 okay well i'll get to that uh second chance points we had 12 not super pleased with that considering how many shots we missed 
Um, fast break points, we had nine. Bench points, we had 13. Uh, total rebounds, we had 33. Only 12 of those were offensive. Yeah, but I'll get to that uh, because that, even though it, for us, not great, it, it, it was in comparison. So we'll talk about that. Yeah, still, we had. Okay, hold on. I'm, I'm terrible at math, but I'm going to do this in my head. We had 26 missed shots. And we only got 12 rebounds. Ugh. Um, okay, defensive rebounds, we got 21. Uh, fouls, we had 26, which I will say, they they were, like, really getting off on calling offensive fouls on us early. Um, but we only had four more fouls than Baylor, so I, I guess it wasn't super lopsided. But anyway, I digress on that. Um because I know we both have more to say on, on the foul situation. Um, with this next one. Turnovers. Just wait. You wait might want to... Wait for the grievances. Wait you, for the grievances. You might want to sit down. You might want to grab a barf bag. Whatever you need to do. We had 35 turnovers. Um, we forced 20. That's decent. Uh, we had 10 steals. We had four... I don't even know how we had 10 steals, but we had them, supposedly. Uh, four blocks, and then our our game leaders. We had we had three at the top of the pack, kind of all squished in there together. Cam had eleven points. David had ten, and Gavin had ten. Um, Cam also had four rebounds, two assists, three steals. David only had one assist and one steal. Uh, Gavin had six rebounds, one assist and one block. Um, so not bad. Just not, not enough. Bad. Just not Just enough. Not good. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. It, I mean, again, we said this once. We'll say it again. Could have been worse. Could have been an absolute dumpster fire. I mean, there were moments when it was, but I mean, the whole game wasn't that way. We really, yeah. <clears throat> in the beginning, had moments of goodness and good stuff. So yeah. Uh, knowing that, let's talk about the good stuff first, Jacqueline. You know, you go first, and then I'll try to round out. All the right. Strength. Um. So, I hate to be, I mean, I'm not trying to be negative. I, I got five positive things. They're just not big things because they're just weren't a whole lot of them. But um, I will say. We try to find. We try to yeah. find positive. So, just take what, you know, you get what you get today. Um, one of their announcers, because I, I did do my multitasking thing, how I normally do, of listening to them. And I had one earbud in with Rob because I'm, I'm always afraid. I'd rather hear Rob's play-by-play. And if he has any inside info on what what we did that day. Um, but I also like to hear the other team's color commentary. Because I always know they might say stuff that we don't know. Um, right. So I was trying to listen to both. But anyway, their, one of their commentators did say that going into that game so far this season, Gavin's at 76% field goal percentage and has only missed six shots this season so far. Um, so, I mean, that is awesome. Uh, like, even if it wasn't that great in this game, it wasn't that bad. Let me see. He made five of seven yesterday. He missed two. Um, but, you know, anyway, I think that that speaks to the fact that he he needs to be, the ball needs to be in his hands more, and he needs to have more field goal attempts going up. And that, that was one of the things that killed us yesterday. But, anyhow, um... Even though, Dave, well, David was one of our top scorers, but I, I did feel like he did a really good job offensively yesterday, just like taking it to him. Um, I know he had a few errant passes and whatnot, um, and he should have more than one assist for us to do well in a game, because if he's, you know, handling the ball, he needs to be finding someone who has a good opportunity of making it, but he was taking it in really well. Um and Calvin, I'm just going to brag on Calvin again. I love this kid so much. Like, he really just has the best, like, demeanor on the court. I don't know how else to say. He has the best energy. I mean, he's just always working hard. And even, like, you can just see, and I can say this because I was not r- really this kind of player. And I wish I was, but it's just not how I operate. But, like, even when there was one time that he, like, turned the ball over and it wasn't like he was happy about it, but he wasn't, like, going to let it get too much in his head and bring him right. down, you know? They were, like, coming back down the court. I think he had tried to pass it to Rati and didn't give a good pass. 
And so, you know, he was kind of like laughing at himself a little bit. And you could see him like communicating to Rati like, that was my bad. Sorry, like won't happen again. Um, So I think he just, he really tries to be positive and upbeat and not let Steph get him down too much. Um, And he was really taking it in and rebounding yesterday. So I was, I was super happy with him. He had seven rebounds. Um, He led us in rebounds. So yeah, Um, we did get the tip. Which I thought that was like an, a good omen that we were going to like do really well. Um, it didn't last long. But anyway, uh, and the, and the last, last positive thing I have to say, and this really is like one of, one of the main positive things to take from last night, I think is just yay for us like taking that game totally last minute against a number two team that's better than, you know, the one number one Duke team that we played last year because we didn't have to take that game and – we didn't really have much time to prep for it. I mean, you could have the best scouting report on earth. We could know every single one of their plays. And, you know, we just we just aren't developed enough to have taken down that team. So good for us for taking that and taking our whipping. And, you know, um, I think it'll be a, it's a good – it's a great learning experience for all those – everyone – I think everyone got on the floor, right? Because even Russell got so. in at the end. Yeah, so, Russell played. Elijah was in. Demir was in. Yeah, pretty sure everybody that traveled and suited up. Yeah. Yeah. So now every one of our guys has at least been on the floor for their first game against a, a big, you know, Power Five conference school. So that I mean, that in in of itself is like a big check mark to say that you've done that. Now you cannot feel as nervous about it the next time. Um, Absolutely. We we have a lot of learning to do from that game, so that's what we got to focus on, in my opinion. Oh, for sure. I mean, totally, 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 totally. Um, all right, my turn. So, yeah, I mean, I will just – I totally agree with Jacqueline just said there at the end about us taking that game last minute. That's not part of my five, but I just – I agree 100%. Um we didn't have to take that game. Our middle of the week game was canceled and we had another replacement uh, before. So, I mean, we didn't have to take a middle of the week game, to be fair. We could have just spent the entire week practicing and preparing for ULM, but took it upon ourselves to, you know what, take a re- I mean, have the opportunity to really, really challenge ourselves, which we obviously did. I mean, didn't have to do that. We could have easily just passed on it and said, like, nah, we were going to, you know, play a game with you guys. We had it scheduled originally on the schedule, and then it was canceled. So, nah, we're good, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, okay, here are my five. Uh, actually, technically I have six, but no, I'll just I'll just combine one into five. That's fine. Um, <clears throat> so, the main, the biggest one I have that I think we just really – we're not and it, it's not like a surprise because we do usually for the most part well the first three games like we've had decent rebound stats but for a big team like Baylor we out rebounded them we out rebounded them 33 to 28 um the offensive boards I mean again and I'm, I'm comparing not saying <coughs> the offense, like our rebounds were like ecstatic because I mean it still is a low number 33 but comparing them to Baylor which is a really really big team like height wise and just in general, like they're again, their defense and all that stuff is just insane. So the fact that we were out rebounding them was great, like surprising. So offensive boards um, in the first half, which were really good, we were eight to three, um, just just offensive. Uh, but the only thing, obviously, about that was we just weren't converting them into second chance points, really, and putbacks. Um, second half, we out rebounded them again in the offense, twelve to seven. So again, like that was positive for me. And again, it's hard to find positives in a big loss like this. So we're just finding them where we can. Um, and I'll, I'll, again, just like Jacqueline said about Calvin, I'll talk about him. I'll talk him up as well. He had a great rebound moment and he hit the second chance and he got fouled. Like he needs to do that every single time. Need to do that. I don't care who's down there. Calvin, Gavin, Demir, Charlie. I don't care who's down there. You get the rebound, you go back up with it you have a higher possibility of getting fouled and then you got to make those freaking free throws. Like you got to make those free throws, man. So, I mean, you got to do that every time. Like just, just go up with it, go up with it. Yeah. And you know what? You get fouled, you get fouled. And maybe, what if it goes in? Then you have, I mean, come yeah, on. that's one of my biggest points that I drill on. 
Yeah, it's one of your biggest pet peeves, too. <laughs> and if we were better at free throws, we would be happier to take the free throws than yeah, not absolutely. maybe not having a shot at all. Because when you take your time and double and triple uh-huh. pump it, you, you usually get the ball smacked out of your hands. But yeah, I mean, and you, I mean, and that's the thing: if you double, triple, pump it. I mean, you you make it fouled on the arm, but it's also really a possibility that you're going to get blocked or it's you're going to get it knocked out. And you don't even get a shot off. Uh, 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 knock it out of your hands! Like, come on. Um, great game by Gavin as well. Again, like I really, he's again continuing his uh, hot streak when it comes to points and especially points in the paint and, and from the last three games and then from last season he had ten points tonight or last night. Um, Cam also had some good games as well. He had a, another good. He had a moment too where he got a rebound offensive rebound and then he was able to put it back and get that second chance points and get the foul like again another moment with the rebounds so that kind of goes in my rebound one so just lump that in with rebounds um another good point is that we could we could really hear the bench and it didn't not towards the end obviously of the game because it was kind of like oh lights are out of our winds out of our sails a little bit mm. but for the majority of the game you could honestly from the espn you could really hit the bench really cheering on the guys, and I, I appreciated that. It was really cute. Um, that's the only way, that's the only <laughs> scripture I have for it. It was cute. I loved the passion. I wish it would have continued the whole game, regardless of us winning or not. You really should be pumping up your on the court, especially when you're playing a big team like Yeah. And the fact that we also had some fans there that were able to get there last minute, which was really great. I think that was also um, a nice sight to see. I know there's a few people there that posted that they went, so I appreciate those fans for getting out there. Um, and of course, I I echo what Jacqueline said about learning experience. I mean, basically 24 hours or less to prep. I mean, literally they had one practice, one practice most likely to prep for this game, and that is not enough. Um, but that's not enough. That's not enough. Even but even here's even if they had a week or a month to prep for this game, I still don't think that we would have won it. To be fair, yeah. I mean, what do you expect? The number two team in the country and their light years again, light years ahead of the number one Duke team we played last year. The Duke team we played last year was young. Yeah, they weren't really wet behind the ears. This team is completely different. So you just got to get that out of your head, people. And then uh, another positive for me was the shocking turn of events that actually our free throws was the best stat of the night or percentage. <laughs> Yeah, best shooting percentage. That is... I just put, like, 18 LOLs next to it. I'm like, I just can't. But, hey, yeah. for us, even though our free throws still suck, yeah. that's the best stat of the night. Oh, I know. That is... I mean, talk about 2020. All right. So but moving on to, again, the, uh, the segment that you love to hate and hate to love. It is the... Simple ball handling mistakes, it almost erases all the good shit you do. 
Because that's because you know people don't really necessarily remember all the good shit they remember. Yeah. Oh, anyway. I just I cannot believe how sloppy and how butterfingers we were with that ball last night. I, it's almost like we just didn't want the ball. <laughs> the ball was COVID. We didn't want it. Uh, we did not want to catch it. <laughs> no, no. It was just, and then the first possession out of the half, like into the second half, the first possession we had. Guess what it was? Freaking turnover. Yeah. I mean, immediately we get the ball and we turn it over. The first possession out of the half. What in the absolute hell? Yeah, that's when I was like, we're not coming back from this. No, There's, no, yeah. No. And I know you're going to mention down in your grievance mm-hmm. list as well, uh, your your time of death. Yeah, I agree with I agreed a hundred percent with that. <laughs> Even though we might not have seen it like on the board, but I was like, yeah. There's no coming back after we had that yeah. many turnovers, and and even the announcer said they're like, you know, you could be the best team in the country, but you could not win when you have 35 teams. No, no, that's just like in football. That's just like in football when you have that many turnovers, you're not going to win the game. Mm-mm. You're not. You're just not. It's impossible. I mean, anyway, so turnovers was just absolutely like abysmal. I don't even know another word for it to be. We need to pull up those synonyms for abysmal again because. <laughs> I'm going to add them back on there. We have to, I guess. Thought we didn't have to anymore, but I guess we do. Uh, traveling. Again, the traveling bug. I just. And a lot of those turnovers, too, were because of traveling. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. A lot, again, a lot of those turnovers weren't necessarily like bad passes. Yeah. Or, Which is know. even worse because it's not even like they completely forced it or stole the ball or knocked it away. No. Like you just did that on your own. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, God bless. And then, of course, like we mentioned, my third one is the free throws. Like I, it is just so frustrating to me. It is just so frustrating that the free throw shooting is not good. I don't understand. I I don't understand. Like, I don't know if the guys, these guys, just think that they don't need to practice it because they think that okay, it's free throws, whatever, it's easy. Like I got this. But even the best players in the NBA practice free throw shooting. Yeah. The best players in the NBA practice free throw shooting. You know, look at guys like James Harden, who his free throw percentage is just bonkers. I guarantee he practices. How do you think he got so good at free throws? Yeah. I mean, we got to make those guys. Got to make them. Uh, Have to get back in transition and defend. Like, we had so many uncontested, or we, they, they had so many (laughs) uncontested threes. um, Just, I mean, just absolute, just drove to the basket in transition. Just got to get back and at least try to defend the ball. At least give it a shot i mean here and then and i'll i'll add that with the you know the, obviously they did their scout on us they know we're aggressive on offense and on defense they know it and they freaking knew how to draw the freaking fouls they knew how to draw the charges they knew what they needed to do they obviously you know even if they if they had the same amount of same amount of time to scout as we did but one thing was clear they knew how to draw the foul. They knew how aggressive we were, and they took advantage of that. And really, oh, yeah. it really took us out of the game, you know? Lastly, I'll say this. Uh, why the hell, why in the absolute hell was Nana trying to shoot a three? Unfortunately, he was not the only one, so I'll, I'll, cover, no, I'll cover mine on my list. But, yeah, oh, sure. he does well, not – Listen, he doesn't need to be shooting a three against Laterno. He damn sure don't need to be shooting one against Baylor. Hell no. Hell Sorry. No, no, I love you, boy, but what in the absolute shit? Like, and, and in that game when he was in, like, you could tell that he is still so young. Like, he's made a lot of improvements. He's made a lot of strides. But when he went into the game, yes, last night with Baylor, and he tried to shoot a three, and he was down there in the paint trying to, you know, box out and block out all that crap. He just, man, he was getting manhandled down there. Manhandled. Yeah, uh, he, he still needs to put on a few more LBs, but I'm going to oh, I'm gonna yeah. trust that Cody's working on that. So I think it's just going to take time. Absolutely. I agree. And again, like we've said, we've said in the in the previous podcast that he's made a lot of good strides, especially down there in the paint. Like he's 
looking a lot better than what he even did in high school, and it's only been a few games, but last night really just kind of reminded us that homeboy is young. I mean, yeah. hell, even, like, Charlie and, like, you know, uh, Calvin had, had their moments down there where they were yeah. sloppy, you know? Same thing with Gavin, just sloppy play all around. I mean, it was just, it was hard to watch. <laughs> it was. It was. Yeah. All right, you're up. It was. Um. Oh, man. Okay, I have a lot, but, you your, know. I see your list. So I have a couple of offensive points. Some are complete agreements with things that Alex touched on. Some are different. The, I mean, the turnovers, I, we don't even have to say anything else besides the fact that we had 35. I knew it was going to be bad when half, not even halfway through the first half. We had like 11 minutes left in the first half, and we had yeah. eight. And I was like, not good. if we keep this up, we're going to have 32 by the end of the game. And not far off because we had 35. Um, the, okay, the fouls. The offensive fouls was just really getting me because I just, and again, I don't complain about the referees often, but anyone who's listening to Rob, and so my dad could not figure out the streaming situation, so he was just listening to Rob on the radio, um, and he, he he was like, man, Rob is like really getting after these officials, like, you know, Rob's like, and anyone who's listened to Rob also knows Rob is like me, he rarely speaks on the officials, so if he does, like, it's something noteworthy. Um, but I mean, they were just like really getting off man on calling these offensive fouls on us for everything. And, um, I mean, I don't know. Uh, and it was also funny side story because I think I've said before on the podcast, one of the dudes that my dad, my uncle used to referee with who, um, was a pretty like big time official and like almost any time you turn on a big 12 game on TV, he's the one doing it. Um, his name is Carrie Sitton. Well, last night when they flashed up on the screen the name of the officials, uh, it said Kirby Sitton. And so I text my dad and I'm like, they're saying it's a Kirby Sitton, but I think they typoed and it's Carrie. And dad was like, no, that's his son. And so I was like, oh, okay. Um, but he was one of the ones that Rob was getting after because he, he did kind of miss a few calls. But anyways. I think it was just mainly in that second half it felt like three possession either side there was a there was a call like there were so many stoppages like yeah get the ball there be a foul they get the ball there be a foul we get the ball there be you know like oh my god and my problem my only two problems with it was this and the these are objective things not subjective things number one it seemed very like you said it was literally every possession there was a foul being called it was a little excessive considering that both teams play aggressive overplaying defense yes and then it was just really inconsistent like there would be major fouls that weren't whistled but then they call a freaking hand check one possession and I'm like this is not middle school. Like, why are we calling a hand-checking foul? Are you serious? Like, let these are the two of the most aggressive defensive teams around. Like, can we not just play one possession? Like, you got to look yeah. for the hand-checking. I mean, come on. Um, I was like, come on. And, and especially when the game got away, you know, it was just like, let what's, it play, yeah. for God's sake. Like, just let it play. Nobody's getting super physical. Right. Nobody's flagrant fouling anyone, even though they try to call it on game. And that, yeah, that's on my list, too. I saw that. Yeah, I was just like, come on, just let them play. Yeah. But, yeah, on that note, the the other – Gavin, like, barely blocked this dude. I mean, it wasn't even sick. It was just – it was the fact that when he was going in, it looked like he was going – he was setting himself up to just lay it up. And I think – like half a step before he decided to try to dunk and so the block kind of caught him a little more like off kilter and he did go down but like it wasn't anything hard like the dude got up it wasn't like he was bleeding all over the court like Gavin was last week but whatever yeah they didn't call that a flagrant I digress and so then the coach is over there you know putting his crossing his arms up in the air like it was flagrant I'm like no sir you need to sit down Even the announcers were like, well, they're going to take a look at it, but I don't really know what there is to look at. Like, it wasn't, there was, there was nothing wrong 
there that just like a typical block, like no. And they even ball. said they even the announce the announcers even said it it looked like he got all ball, like it didn't even yeah. look like he fouled. Period. Period. Yeah. So, which he didn't. Which he didn't. But guess yeah. what? Yeah. They go. went and looked at it. Whatever. Um, the, the free throws, of course, I don't even have to complain about that. But, oh, my God, the first half, 33%. Like, come on. <laughs> this is not little dribblers. Like, we should be making more than one in three. Um, no offensive rebounds per usual. I complained about that already. Uh, and my only last little offensive point was that David, man, he had he had a few, like, layups and open threes that – he didn't make and I'm just like those are the those are the high probability shots that we've got to have especially against number two Baylor of all people like if it's not a super contested layup you got it you got to hit those and if it's an open three you got to hit that um my defensive notes again I bitched about this the other game but if they don't call the mother effing screens, I'm going to lose my mind because there was one time that David picked up a stupid foul because Nana stood right there and switched when they set the screen and did not say screen. I'm like, you literally tried to switch and pick up his man, but you couldn't open your mouth to say screen and he runs over this kid so hard he gets called for a foul. Like We're already in foul trouble. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That literally makes me madder than anything. Uh, they were killing us on the threes. The time of death I called was one minute and 20 seconds left in the first half because they made, like, back-to-back uncontested threes. And then I think they actually came down the next possession and made a third three. And there was another three, yeah. And I was I was like, this is it. The time of death. Like, call the coroner. It's over. This is all. Um, and then just funny – defensive note this kid on their team so on the back of his jersey his last name was spelled m-a-y-e-r which i would think is mayor but rob kept pronouncing it meyer and i don't know if that's just because his last name is meyer i don't know anyway you know but i was like i don't think that's how you say it but anyways he like it was i was cracking myself up i don't even know what the kid's first name is but i was like john mayer over here making us look dumb because i legit read that and i was like oh that's cool your name's john mayer i legit thought that's what his name no i have no idea i just named him that myself because he was like this tall skinny white kid and he had like shaggy black hair yeah yeah he legit was a scrawny little thing but he was making us look dumb down there i don't know how many dunks he and did. i'm like, like freaking John Mayer, like, when are you going on stage after you, like, dunk it two more times in our face? After, after the timeout or whatever? He was hitting threes. He was dunking. Like, he was doing it all. Nuts. He was making yeah. us look dumb. Okay. Yeah. My note on a three-pointer was, and the, the, the overarching issue here is to know your role. Like, there are just some games, like, you need to know what your role is. And we had... I can't even remember who all we had in foul trouble. I think it was oh, like Cal. Oh, well, I don't even know. Everybody, almost everybody had three fouls. But at that Probably point, I think, three or four. I think it was Calvin, Gavin, and somebody else. Probably David or Rati. David, probably. Um, anyhow, it was uh, Gavin had two fouls go like coming up on halftime, and so we pull him out and put Demir in for him. Literally, like, ju- you're literally in there just to play this last minute and 20 second or whatever it was and keep Gavin from getting fouled. And he literally picks up two fouls immediately upon going in. So now you have the same number of fouls as the person we pulled out to put you in for. And then you go down there and take a three-pointer, and I'm pretty sure he airballed it. I can't oh, remember. It was a big old airball. I can't remember, but it was bad. And so I'm like, you literally have one job. So then they end up having to take him out and put Gavin back in. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so we should have just left Gavin in. I mean, you literally were no help at all. Like, that, your role was to come in and just be there so that Gavin doesn't get fouled. And then you pick up two fouls. Um, yes. And then this, this isn't on us, but this did annoy me. There was one, like, dead ball type situation and the Baylor player had the ball. And it was one of those where, like, maybe they called a foul or something, you know. And so the officials are, like, walking towards the table and holding up the numbers or whatever. And so it was one of those situations, like, where it's going to take a few seconds to, like, locate the nearest official and give them the ball or whatever. But, like, as a player, anytime I've been in that situation, like, you hold on to the ball until you can get the attention of one of the officials and give it to them. 
And this dude just puts it down on the floor. And I'm like, so can we call like a delay of game for just being an asshole and putting it like, I just, I don't know why that gets under my skin so bad, but like find an official and give them the ball. Like, why are you trying to put the ball down and like roll it off and just make it more difficult? Like, I just think that's a, I guess it's just like basketball etiquette. Like, you know, they're unwritten rules of basketball and one's just like, instead of just putting it on the ground, just like hand it to the official. Yeah. And I think, you know, maybe like having a father as an official, I am more like stringent on some of those things, but I just, you don't do that. Like just find the ref and give him the ball jerk. Anyway, that was my last, that was my last grievance. probably be insufficient because honestly like we just we weren't sufficiently prepared because we didn't have a whole lot of time and we did what we could but like we just didn't have the sufficient like skill and experience level to keep up with them no matter how much time we had like we just aren't we just are not sufficiently there right and that's fine it's early in the season I'm not giving any shade on that we just we weren't we are not a number two team like, that's it. I agree. I agree. I like that word insufficient. And then, of course, I you know, I say sloppy. It's just, I've said it multiple times already. It's just, the game just all around was sloppy. I mean, even the rebounds that we out-rebounded them and were doing very well on rebounds compared to them was still sloppy, technically, because usually our rebounds are way more, way higher than that. So it's just all in all sloppy on all sides of the ball. And I I don't care who we're playing. I think that's the main frustration I have with the game. Again, I knew it probably wasn't going to be a win in our book, but I think that the sloppiness and the kind of unorganized, we just kind of looked like a fucking JVB team out there. You know what I mean? And I, I know it's Baylor. I know we're playing a really good team and, but it doesn't matter doesn't matter. We could at least have cleaned the ball up and not been as sloppy and not had so many turnovers and at least made it a, a bigger run, a bigger standing, a bigger showing, however you want to say it, um, if we wouldn't have been so sloppy with that many turnovers. I think that's just what was so frustrating is because I've just never seen us turn over the ball that many times. And I don't care if we're playing Baylor or playing, you know, Letourneau. Rebound or uh, turnovers like that is just insane. Agreed. Yeah. Don't want to see it again anytime soon. No, not at all. No, 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 no. I feel like that needs to be addressed. Like that should have been addressed like immediately when everybody got the bus. Like the turnovers, the bus was that gentleman. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, anywho, all right. So let's move on to announcements, kind of reminders, fan comments and questions. We did have a lot of comments. Like people were not a lot of questions, but there were a lot of people that I had posted on Twitter saying like, "Hey, let's have a let's have a therapy sesh. Like, let it out." <laughs> Let it out. Let all your frustrations out. You know, most likely, whatever you talk about, whatever you say, we'll already talk about it in the podcast. But if there's anything different that you guys mentioned, we'll definitely make, we'll definitely talk about it. So we'll get to that in a second. But just, of course, as always, want to give you guys a couple quick reminders um, of upcoming games and, of course, my plates. Don't forget my plates. Real fans have my plates when you buy a five year personalized purple SFA plate for my plates. Uh, SFA takes in an almost $250 from that purchase. SFA Athletics, specifically, takes in $250 from that purchase. So, great way to support, easy way to support your favorite teams, your favorite Lumberjacks. Um, again, Christmas right around the corner. What a great way, what a cool present to get. Even if you're not interested in a five-year plan, they have one-year, three-year plans. Uh, easy to buy. Just go to www.myplates.com Lumberjacks, and they can also get up to a $50 rebate. Takes a few minutes, super easy, great Christmas gifts. Jacqueline and I are in love with ours. We always try, whenever we go places, we always try to park in order yeah. so that people can read our license plates the way that they're supposed to read. Um, but I think it's just funny because when we're parking in the back, they read correctly. But I think it's just 
because the way the plates are, I think because the way you read things, you read from like left to right, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you go in the front of our cars, it's like backwards. Right? Would it still be? Would it be backwards? Yeah, but I do feel like probably most places the way that we would pull up and park, people would only be able to see the backs rather than well, the fronts. Right, of course. So, so I just think that's, I just yeah, it's funny. Yeah. You know, every time we park somewhere, obviously people are going to see the backs of our plates the most, but it just gets yeah. me up on the front. It's totally backwards. It's yeah. Anywho, so just don't forget my plates, myplates.com. Uh, get yourself some lumberjack plates, and if you already have lumberjack plates, the old white ones, or if you already have a personalized plate for my plates, you can easily make the switch. Um, again, all you have to do is just talk to the uh, resources, the uh, customer service, and for fifty dollars, you can easily just restyle the SFIT plate and get it tripped directly to your house. And I mean, we had ours within a few weeks; didn't take much time at all. So Mm-mm. I would definitely recommend. Uh, getting yourself some my plates if you don't and then of course uh, whenever you do that when you renew each year SFA gets money every time you renew every time you order every time you renew so SFA Athletics gets money from all that so do it if you haven't done it do it if you just get it for one year try it for 50 bucks Uh, the one year plan with the background only option $50 it's not much of a commitment Get it for one year, and if you love them, then up it up to five years after that. Yeah, and I think you will. I think so, too. I really do. Um, I do have one more thing to say, though, about the game. I just have to say it. It's a stat that I read in the recap that SFA put out. Not to just continue beating this dead horse, but even in the recap, they said that we were uncharacteristically sloppy on the offensive end, accruing 35 turnovers which then Baylor turned into 40 points on the other end. Could you imagine? Could you imagine, Jacqueline, that we didn't have that many damn turnovers? Could you imagine a score? And if we could have, I don't know, like made a bucket every now and then? God! That would have been a game. It would have been a game. If you wouldn't have 35 turnovers, because 40 points off of turnovers, take those 35 turnovers off, cut them in half, it been a whole different ball game. Yeah. Whole different ball game. Holy crap. Holy crap. That's all I had to say about that. So let's 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 move on. Uh, reminder that the next game up on the road is coming up on Saturday versus University of Louisiana Monroe. Um, we went to the last time we went to the game in Monroe last time. Uh, Jacqueline and I did, and we had a great little time, even though we lost the game. Yeah. Uh, the reason why we had a good little time is because we uh, were able to sit on the court. Literally, like, two feet from the team. Uh, I mean, literally, we could see their sweat. We were basically, like, on the bench, pretty much. We were basically on the bench. It was fantastic. Uh, Just not the game itself was fantastic. We We got got to have drinks during the game. We got to have our drinks during the game. We did get to drink during the game, yes. Just the game itself was not the best. That's why I I I hate Louisiana Monroe, especially playing at home. Uh, in the in Monroe, it's just oh god. Last time we were there, they spanked us. I mean, they I I ugh ugh. ugh. I believe it was 2018 too. So it's just crazy how that same team that beat Baylor is the same team that also got spanked by ULM. Man, it's just crazy. Makes no sense. Anyway, so if you can go to the game, perfect, wonderful, great. Cheer loud for us. If not, uh, we'll let you know as soon as we know how you can watch. Louisiana always has issues with ESPN and uh, (laughs) just Louisiana in general because Louisiana is absolutely like, if you're from Louisiana, I'm so sorry not to say this, but it is a dumpster fire. Uh, When it comes to streaming games, just completely dumpster fire. Yeah, at least the cities that we have opponents in. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Or at their schools or whatever. Yeah, just stay tuned. I'm sure we'll see eventually probably on friday or even saturday morning how you can watch the game if you can uh, hopefully you can because otherwise we're gonna be kind of screwed yeah. so some of the fan comments that i pulled off of twitter uh the first one was from sean h she said baylor is an elite plain and simple turnovers killed us just need to practice free throws yeah agreed yeah hopefully retweet retweet <laughs> i did retweet it i was like 100 percent on the practice free throws 100 percent. hopefully we can get Gavin more involved. They took him out of the question or the equation, and it really hurt a lot. I agree, Sean, 100%. Uh, 
next one was by Postins. Gotta love Postins. Matt Postin. Uh, it's just funny because he does. He works for. Uh, what, is, what I forget the company he works for. Me too, but it has something to do with the Big Twelve. Big Twelve, right? And so they, they cover Big Twelve, and so he's like, "Oh, who do I cheer for? My my lumberjacks or the school that I like cover all the time?" And I'm like, "Come on, you know the you know the answer. Yeah, here. let's be real." Anyway, so he said, "Well, those turnovers and not the tasty kind. Yeah, those turnovers were definitely not the tasty kind. They were not tasty. No." Uh, another comment from uh, Texas, Rudin. He said, just frustrating to see them play so sloppy. Again, that word again, 100%. Uh, another comment, no need, regroup, and wouldn't be surprised, or would not surprise me if Baylor won national championship. Uh, nobody's perfect. They needed this loss. That was from our secret insider informant who is yet to be named. <laughs> you probably know who it is, but... Uh, we think we know. Your Keep your secrets, sir or madam A little cathartic, for sure. Well, yeah. It's just nice to just get it out. Just yeah. get it out, you know? Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Uh, let's see. What is this? Oh, okay. Gotta love it. All right, so don't forget, though, after the 12-12 game versus ULM that we have not one, not two, not three, but four home games. In a row. In a row. Lumberjack home games. Uh, technically, I believe five if you count uh, one of the Lady Jack games. So, okay. y'all, get out to SFA. That f- You have four to see the men, five total to see both men and women. I, if you have an opportunity to, get those tickets and get out there. I 100% think it's worth it. It's worth the trip. Um, you know, lives are busy or, you know, Life is busy. Lives are crazy. You never know when you have opportunity to come to NAC. Why not try and make one of those four games to see the men's play um, or the men play? There's many opportunities. Couple weekend uh, or at least one on the weekend. I'm not sure. But yeah, two on the weekend. One I think Friday. I don't even know what day there. Um, I just know the dates. I know the dates. I don't remember the days. Yeah, it's it's on the it's on. like a Tuesday, a Friday. Because it's the... And then a Monday and a Tuesday? Yes. Because yeah. it's the... Hold on. Wednesday and Friday and then Monday and Tuesday. Because it's the 16th, okay. the 18th, the 21st, and the 22nd. And you're right. Yeah. There is there is one women's game in that mix because they, SFA Athletics, um, tweeted they're doing. And this would be a great little, like, stocking stuffer, little Christmas gift if, you know, someone who might want to come to the games and don't have season tickets. They're doing a... December mini plan for the five games in five days, five for $20. So for 20 bucks, you can go to all five games. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Yep. Wow. That is a deal. Yeah. I I remembered I'd seen that earlier. So I had, I had thought I saw something like that earlier, but I didn't, I was running around crazy with my head with a chicken cut off. Whatever you say it. I was just running around crazy all morning since I woke up. So I'm, wasn't 100 on twitter this morning so yeah that's awesome what a deal yeah 20 for five games yeah that is i mean usually spend 20 bucks on maybe one two games that's huge wow what a deal wow what a deal so look that's that up that'd be a good little stocking stuffer like mattress mac or something yeah a little early christmas gift i like that yeah and of course your girls will be there uh drinking beer having a good time down over in our seats behind the bench six rows up uh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh man. Oh, God. If anything, just come by, say hi, give us a wave, tell us that you're there. Uh, we'd love to see you, even if it's socially distanced and with masks on. Still, would like to see people. It's nice to be out in the public and be around people. It is. We all need you know, it. Sh- no shit. Absolutely. 
Oh, man. All right. Well, that's it. I hope you guys enjoyed the uh, podcast about the Baylor game. The game itself wasn't such an enjoy to watch, but it happens. Sometimes you need to get kicked in the teeth to rise like a phoenix from the ashes. Yeah. And if you want to hear a, a Baylor recap from a win, go back and listen to the old one because it's a fun episode to listen to. I went back and listened to it. Yeah. Absolutely. So. I'm excited. I'm excited for those games though coming up too, because I think maybe then it'll be easier to podcast together. Yes. Because um, obviously we're away from each other, but we use Zoom and stuff to record. That way we can see each other. But it's just, but it's which is better. It's just more dynamic yeah. when we're together because we can off each other, and I can actually see your face better, and we can just we can cut up and we can actually drink. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Agreed. Pour some whiskey. Agreed. Agreed. Oh, man. All right. So y'all, I hope you guys have a great day. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. Uh, again, don't forget to turn it, tune in on Saturday to watch the game um, versus ULM. And, and let's hope for a better result this time around than last time we played in Monroe. Fingers crossed, yeah. everybody. Fingers crossed. And if you want to go, Monroe wasn't that far of a trip. Um, yeah, when I would just recommend just Yeah, it really wasn't. I would just recommend, obviously, checking uh, their tickets out first before you make your way over there and drive all the way. Um, and if you do intend to go and go, have a great time and share a lot for us, please. And uh, always remember to Axe and Jacks. With Alex and Jacks.